End Times. So the first thing to happen on the day of the Lord is the battle with the nations that had gathered at Armageddon before heading towards Jerusalem to annihilate God's people. The armies of the whole world under the authority of the Antichrist arrive at Jerusalem to destroy it. Jesus descends to protect his people, the Christian Jews in Jerusalem. Satan is expecting this and he's ready for it as much as he can be because Satan wants to destroy Jesus. When Jesus descends, he stands on the Mount of Olives, it literally splits, allowing the residents of Jerusalem to flee through the newly formed valley. Then Jesus himself, with his angels, will destroy the armies. He's referred to as faithful and true on horseback, followed by angel armies on horseback. And we are told that Jesus will strike down the nations and that the blood will flow as high as a horse's bridle for about 200 miles. The birds will feed on the corpses. This is indeed the day of the Lord, without a shadow of a doubt. And this is referred to as the marriage supper of the Lamb or the wine press of God's wrath where they will be trampled outside the city of Jerusalem a huge day a very very significant day fulfillment of so many prophecies a very very significant day Jesus being the victor because we always have to remember that he wins in the end the splitting and the valley that whole area geographically geologically is on the edge of a tectonic plate and so an earthquake is quite possible to cause a split in the earth the water to flow as a result of the earthquake for people to run into some form of safety formed from the earthquake yes i can understand 
You use the term Christian Jews. Hmm. That's an interesting combination, Andrew. Could you spell that out a little bit more? Yeah, we know that throughout history, not every Jewish person would be part of God's people at death. There were many Jews that were punished because they were not following God, and there were those that God favoured, those who loved God. And um, it's the same today. So not every Jewish person will be part of his kingdom just because they were born a Jew. And now they are aware of Jesus. Jewish people who follow Jesus Christ are Christians, but they're Jewish as well. The Jewish people who do not follow Jesus Christ, as Jesus made it very clear, they will not be saved. Jesus didn't hesitate to say to the Pharisees that they were children of hell or they were whitewashed sepulchres or that they were hypocrites. So just like everybody else, Jewish people have to be saved. But there are prophecies in the Bible that say that the whole Jewish nation will be saved at some time in the future. And this is the time during which the whole nation of Israel belonged to Jesus Christ because they will have committed their lives to him. So the whole nation of Israel will have committed, which was the task of the two evangelists. Yeah. And a tremendous number of people coming to recognize Jesus as the Messiah, which of course they haven't as yet. So while we talk about the second coming, they haven't yet worked out, but they're going to experience it and to them it will be the first coming. The Messiah that they pray for and long for and worship in the future, who we've seen already is Jesus, but they will greet him. So yeah, the salvation of the whole of Israel, tremendous battle, huge carnage. I threw up the concept of the vultures gathering up the flesh of the dead bodies i love the bits of revelation which talk about jesus riding through the heavens on a white horse graham kendrick wrote a lovely worship song to do with jesus in a mighty victorious way riding through the heavens on a white horse Mm. i conjured up a real jesus the victor yeah, a real image in me. Because we talk about the various different horsemen of the apocalypse, but mm-hmm. Jesus riding through the heavens on the right horse, destroying the armies. Yeah. i 
I've listened to various people down through the years talking about all of this and they've mentioned various bits that have stuck in my mind. I haven't necessarily pieced it together like we're piecing it together now. So this is quite an interesting experience for me, Andrew, to actually get it all in perspective. Mm-hmm. Antichrist and his false prophets will be thrown into a lake of fire. Yeah. I suppose in a way probably the lake of fire was part of the volcanic activity associated with the earthquake and there are bits of volcanoes that you just don't want to get anywhere near. Those can be lakes of fire, can't they? Yeah, but I see it more as hell. When I piece all this together, if you're not saved and you die, you go to Gehenna which is the Greek for hell, and also Hades is used for hell. But in Revelation it talks about the lake of fire, and there's a distinction between the lake of fire and the abyss, which is also interesting, because Satan is locked up in the abyss. It doesn't say that at this battle Satan is thrown into the lake of fire, but it says Satan will be locked up in the abyss for a thousand years. At the end of that thousand years, at some time there will be the last judgment for everybody, saved and unsaved, who decide for them to recount what they had done during their lives on earth, to receive various degrees of rewards or various degrees of punishment. But it says at the end of that, Satan too will be thrown into the lake of fire. So Satan will also go into the lake of fire, which I don't think will be just a physical place. I think it will be a place of eternal torment, the same place of eternal torment that the Antichrist and the false prophet will have already been enduring for a thousand years. So actually, we've started this series in the back end of 2022, when perhaps some of the world events that we're aware of at the moment We would have been talking about it had we recorded this series 10 years ago. So there has been quite a change recently within our memorable lifespan. We've talked about events piling up and becoming less time between. And we've talked about devastation being beyond what we imagine at the moment. And we think that we can survive the pandemic. We think that perhaps there might be peace in the world even though technically we are at war we think that perhaps global warming might be something that the planet gets through somehow but we just don't see how we think of future generations but we've got the looking for the rapture as christians being called away from this earth to meet jesus in the skies we've got the information for people who haven't really realized and they've been left behind that interesting pair of words left behind what left behind really means and we've talked about all of the devastating things that are happening with the woes and the plagues and so on and we've talked about a mighty battle in the plain of Megiddo the battle of Armageddon and we've talked of Jesus descending to the Mount of Olives and sorting it out all in a day And perhaps in a way we've done enough to give people a broad brush of what Andrew seems to have been working out from the Bible.